0: Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 67. I'm Scott Davenport. In today's podcast, what the magical mystery tour taught me about photography. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this passion we share. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. It's no secret here on the podcast that I am a Beatles fan, love the music, the stories behind their music. It's actually been quite a while since I've mentioned the Beatles on the podcast. Well, uh, the Fab Four came into my photographic orbit again in this past week. I was driving, returning from an afternoon outing in La Jolla near San Diego. And iTunes was on shuffle, and as is known to happen with my playlists, a song by the Beatles came on. It happened to be Penny Lane, one of the many classic tracks from the album Magical Mystery Tour. The album was released in 1967, so apropos that episode 67 happens to be about the Magical Mystery Tour, and I would argue that Eight of the 11 tracks on this album are solid. Penny Lane, Strawberry Fields Forever, All You Need Is Love, I I Am The Walrus, of course. Amazing set of songs. But that is not the magical mystery tour I'm thinking of. It's the other one, the made-for-television film of the same name, the Beatles' third feature film, and it was not a success. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with a friend, on social media, with your camera club, and if you can, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. New ratings help other photographers find out about the show. So the magical mystery tour, the movie, the film, depending on your age, you may or may not know the premise, so a brief summary. The concept of the film was a road trip to nowhere. Fill a coach full of friends, tour around, visit places, film what happens. The Magical Mystery Tour was, at best, broad brushstrokes, and even that was loose. If someone on the busload of people had an idea while they were rolling around, it was acted out, committed to celluloid, and maybe it made it into the movie. Unscripted to say the least. It's an ad hoc set of scenes loosely bound together by the magic part, this uh, hand-waving explanation of these random events because of the whims of four or five magicians that were about in the movie. The musical album was released about a month before the television program aired. The music was solid, the album was well-received. The film, not so much. It was widely panned and it was the first critical failure for the Beatles. Okay, Scott, so, thanks for the mini-lesson on Beatles history. What does the Magical Mystery Tour have to do with photography? Well, there are a few things. When I think a little more deeply about the Magical Mystery Tour, the film, there are a few things that connect the Magical Mystery Tour to photography for me. Connection number one, be open to the journey. The underlying notion of this film is being open to experience. Let what happens unfold, witness it, experience it. Now, that might not be enough to hold down a movie, but isn't that photographic at its core? Step out into the world, camera in hand, pay attention, and capture a view of the world. Be open to the experience. Enjoy the journey equally, if not more, the destination. At least from an artistic point of view, I think that speaks to photography. Connection number two, the presentation medium matters. How artistic work is presented matters quite a bit. Now, when I think about the 1960s, the music scene, you know, it's color, psychedelic color, swirling colors, crazy painted patterns, all that kind of stuff. And so it's no surprise that color was a big part of the Magical Mystery Tour. When it first aired on British television, it was shown in black and white. Yeah, there's reasons. Color TVs weren't a prevalent fixture in British homes in 1967. And the result? The film lost quite a bit of translation to monochrome. Scenes that were much more engaging in color simply fell flat. John Lennon described it as, quote, a mono version of a stereo record. That's, uh, I think that's pretty apropos. And therein lies the lesson for photographers. The presentation of our work matters. The medium needs to suit the art. Now, that could be the black and white versus color choice. It could also be a print medium. I'll give you an example, a personal example. I have this photo of the San Diego skyline, which I think will look great as a metal print, and to date, I have not made that great metal print, but I have made a metal print. Shopping around, I became intrigued by a brushed metal print surface. It looked really interesting. I had a modest-sized metal print of my Skyline photo made with this brushed finish. The result? Mm, Not great. The brushed surface meant a loss of detail, and I should have realized that before ordering the print. Yeah, but hey, live and learn, my curiosity toward this brushed style clouded my more logical thinking. So the fine details in the skyline, that was tarnished by this brushed metal. To convey the story and spirit of an artistic work, it needs to be on the right medium. The presentation needs to suit the art. Third connection I find to photography in the Magical Mystery Tour the need for a clear story. Another failure of the Beatles film was the lack of a story arc. Viewers simply didn't understand what was supposed to be happening. It wasn't a sketch show with you know small little segments. These magicians uh, were loosely described. They didn't really hold together the disparate scenes very well. And I'll admit, even with my penchant for Beatlemania, It's a more difficult film to sit through. I need to be in the right mindset when I watch it. So that's another lesson for photographers, having a clear story in our photos. And I talked about that in last week's show, episode 66. For each image, the story needs to be clear. The viewer needs to know where to look, what you're showing them. Here's an example. I was in Florence, Italy. Oh gosh, it must be seven or eight years ago now. And one morning was amazingly still. The bridges that crisscross the river that runs through the city were pristinely reflected. The river could not have been more still. and I was really, really jazzed about this photo I had with these amazing reflections. There was just detail everywhere, in the water, in the bridges, just everywhere. I recall showing this photo to some friends, some colleagues, and the comment that still sticks with me today was this what am I looking at here? That still stings a little bit to be honest. I was so enamored with these crystal clear reflections, I didn't realize how busy the photo was and confusing to people that hadn't been there with me, hadn't seen this pristinely calm morning in Florence, hadn't seen it with their own eyes. The story of the photo needs to be clear. And This can apply when presenting a body of work. The story needs to be clear. There needs to be a theme, some unity to the set of images, something that connects the photos to one another. Each frame tells its story, which in turn contributes to a larger story. It's like chapters in a book building up to complete a story arc. So that's the third connection to Magical Mystery Tour, a clear story. And the fourth connection is to keep producing work. While the general public didn't appreciate Magical Mystery Tour, I'd say they just didn't like it. There was another group that was intrigued by it, filmmakers. Martin Scorsese, a titan of film, he appreciated the looseness of Magical Mystery Tour, the fact that it was unscripted and therefore less predictable. When the movie was first released, one young film student said The Magical Mystery Tour was a film he really took notice of. It was seen as an art film, not a studio film. That young film student? Steven Spielberg. These revelations about the influence that Magical Mystery Tour, the film, had weren't known, at least not publicly, until decades later. The photography lesson I take away from this is to keep producing work. We have no way of knowing how our work is affecting others, is influencing other people. You may not know it, you may learn it in the future, you may never know it. Now I don't hold delusions that uh, my photography is inspiring the next Ansel Adams, but perhaps it does inspire others to explore photography, express themselves artistically, or perhaps it doesn't right now, but it might do so in the future, or perhaps not at all, but nevertheless I'll keep producing work, keep putting art out into the world. I'll strive to tell compelling stories in my images and try to present them in a way that best services the piece. And all the while being open to the experiences my pursuit of photography may bring. And the Magical Mystery Tour taught me that. If you missed last week's episode, Know the Story of Your Photo, have a listen to that. It's very pertinent to this connection with Magical Mystery Tour I just talked about, having a clear story. Also, if you missed last week's episode, you missed the announcement of Story and Vision. It's a new video course i just released all about visual storytelling, understanding the story in your frame and how to develop that story in the digital darkroom. Story and Vision has 12 lessons and it runs just shy of about three hours. The cost is $34.95 US. But listeners to the podcast can save 15% through April 30th, 2021, with the offer code STOP DOWN. That's STOP DOWN, all capitals, all one word. All that information is in the show notes. A link to the course, the offer code. So if you're driving or out for a walk or exercising, you don't need to write it down. It's in the show notes for you when you are no longer mobile, go ahead and have a look at it. I hope you do check out the course. And for folks that are part of our Patreon community, you've already got the course. The course was shared with you a couple of days before it went live, actually. It's uh, one way I can say thank you for your support of this podcast, of the other free tutorials I do on YouTube, and just my work in general, and for being there to bounce ideas off of and talk through some of these things. Uh, The folks in the Patreon community helped me sift through the photos that ultimately made it into the story and vision course. So thank you all very, very much for your continued support. And If you're interested in learning more about the Patreon community, check the show notes. There's a link there. You can learn all about it. And there's also information about zero cost ways that you can support this podcast. Leaving a review on Apple Podcasts is one. Sharing the podcast with a friend. Hitting that subscribe button is another. And that will wrap up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it gives you a little inspiration. Keep making work. Keep telling stories with your images. Be open to what the world presents you and your camera. And until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.